0: Hello and welcome back to the Go For Two podcast and welcome into our Divisional Weekend Preview. I'm Liam, your host, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Patrick. Patrick, mate, how are you doing? Uh, we've no, uh, no team to root for this weekend. Are you uh, still looking forward to the playoffs or are you a little bit done with uh, the season now? No,
1: no, no, absolutely not. I mean, Divisional round, any podcast you listen to will tell you this is the best weekend of the season. So, <laughs> yeah, really interesting. Four very interesting games. Uh, yeah, As soon as it kicks off. Uh, my brain will tell me who I'm rooting for (laughs) you know what I mean Uh, (laughs) I suspect it could be the Green Bay Packers on Saturday night and then we'll we'll kind of go from there but um, (laughs) yeah I'm just hoping now for obviously some some good games and just hoping
0: that we get a a solid Super Bowl when it comes down to it yeah maybe less blowouts than last weekend Um, yeah that would be nice yeah although I wouldn't mind one blowout in one game (laughs) but the other three they can be close um yeah maybe a little bit less of that but yeah I agree with you that you you, you're kind of rooting for good games as well because even though yeah the Chiefs play last as well so I'll watch every other game first you know what I mean so the Chiefs won't impact on how I watch any other game so I'll kind of just be hoping for fun exciting games um but wait before you answered then I was like I hope he admits that he wants the Packers to beat the 49ers because there's no (laughs) no way there's no way you want the 49ers in the Super Bowl mate I know that for sure you would actually is a question. Would you rather have Big Danny Camber in the Super Bowl than uh, the Forty ers Yeah, definitely, <laughs> <laughs> definitely. <laughs> but to be honest, I,
1: I, I'll be shocked now if the Forty ers don't make it. So uh, we'll play out the
0: games and see what happens. But g- give me the Lions in the Super Bowl. You'll be cheering for a Forty. Uh, you'll be cheering for a Packers Buccaneers NFC title game. That's what you'll be cheering. <laughs> I for. mean, uh, phew, I'm not... That's a bit of a crazy one, isn't it? Really, yeah, that the, the, an actual chance of that happening is uh, feels it's like crazy. I know we'll have to get Brady and Rogers back to be honorary captains like the, <laughs> the, the, the playoff games before. But yeah. yeah, so yeah, four good games. Um, any thoughts on the time slots this weekend? I was having a chat about this yesterday. So we've got nine thirty on Saturday, one fifteen Saturday night, eight o'clock Sunday, eleven thirty on Sunday. I think those Sunday times because I, I obviously everyone wants to go to bed earlier in the UK, but I still like the fact that game's going to be under the lights a bit more in America from a viewing perspective. So I think eight o'clock, eleven thirty, is actually pretty good. And I'd actually prefer if Saturday was eight o'clock, eleven thirty as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, same here. Uh, what I would say is there's never been a six pm divisional game, so the fact that it's eight pm would lead into kind of it being. Uh, Nighttime in the US from that it, it, it's worked out perfectly for us you know what I mean it's not a 9:30 start. we get so we still get the early on Sunday don't we so it's uh, most people I presume will be able to at least watch some of the bills and chiefs and maybe catch up on it in the morning if you've kind of early working on Monday morning but it's yeah. worked out well I think
0: yeah it has yeah it has um cool got four good games to go through um which we'll do in a minute after we've done some news scores on the doors similar to before still only one point in it for the whole season after we tied last week uh so this is a big week really because after this you, you the amount of points you can get is very minimal there's only what three points after this available so this is the big week for the for the predictions um let's go through some news first. Uh, the biggest news involves Big Mike as I affectionately called him on our WhatsApp group Um, and that is Mike McCarthy according to Adam Schefter Um, things could change obviously we haven't heard about the Eagles yet but things could change but according to Schefter who does get unfortunately uh, does get a lot of things right um, Mike McCarthy is set to stay in Dallas Um, we'll see what happens with Dan Quinn we'll see what happens offensive staff wise there will be some changes to to some of the accessory staff Um, but yeah what's your views as a as a as a neutral, kind of, and then as an Eagles fan on uh, Mike McCarthy staying as head coach, do you think they've done the right thing for them, or have they just done the right thing for the Eagles?
1: <laughs> no, I, I don't know. Jerry Jones is so, so, I mean, I've been talking to a couple of Cowboys fans this week, actually, on Twitter, and I just think that he's so loyal down to a kind of a T. It's got nothing to do with any buyouts he doesn't want to pay. He's a really, really loyal guy, and he... He probably sees the roster that they've built. He sees the, the record that they've got in the last three seasons and thinks, Do you know what, if we ride it one more time, I think we can get over the hump. And I, I personally don't think they can with that coach. I think he's kind of past his sell-by date, and I think a lot of other people are thinking in the same way. I, I am surprised. Um, the, it seemed perfect because it wasn't just a playoff loss. It's uh, It was a beatdown at home when they were excellent maybe the best home team in all of football and just capitulated against a seventh seed with a really really young kind of offense you know everything that they've got on offense except for aaron jones as a weapon is year one or year two and no jordan loves not technically year one year two or whatever but this is first year starting so it's just yeah, I was surprised in the end, but uh, they're going to ride it again. I don't think it would win the Super Bowl with Mike McCarthy in Dallas, to be honest with you. As an Eagles fan, um, I'd rather uh, wait and see what happens with us before I start saying, yeah, that's great, because we might go six and whatever next season. So it's uh, – but, yeah, yeah, I was surprised overall.
0: Yeah, that's yeah, true. You kind of want to wait then before you throw uh, stones at other people's houses on, on that one. Um we haven't got this on the rundown, but you'll, you'll have all the local podcasts and local beat reporters and stuff. Any uh, any news on the Eagles? I saw there was kind of end of year meetings still going on, and um, I saw that Nick Sirianni was obviously still conducting those of his staff and the players. Uh, ownership obviously got a meeting with him last, but has there been any more chatter? Or is it kind of just waiting for that big showdown between is Jeffrey Lurie? Is Jeffrey Lurie the owner? Is that right? Yeah, yeah, Jeffrey Lurie. Yeah, there's been nothing to be honest, and because this did
1: happen with um, Doug last time as he had all his meetings, offense, defense, whatever, and then at the end of the week when he met with the owner, that's when he got canned. So we'll kind of see see what happens from there. A lot of people are now expecting him to stay, but without, without this meeting with the owner, I think we're, we're not quite sure. If he stays, there's definitely going to be two new coordinators and quite a bit of change, I would imagine. There's a lot of free agents as well, so it's... Yeah, we'll we'll see what happens.
0: Could be an early next week, and maybe. Interesting. Yeah, we'll see. Um, now we got some uh, more coaching news, but again, this really isn't finalised news, so we're not going to go too much into this. But um, I actually just got a notification, uh, which is a good wording because Ian Rappaport is very clever how he words things. That uh, Aaron Glenn, who is considered one of the top, as his words, the candidates for a head coaching job, which is interesting. Uh, has got an interview with the Titans and Falcons now for their head coaching role. So I find it quite interesting that he's used the phrasing of pitching him as a top candidate, head coach candidate, which I don't think that's been used before. Almost like he knows that one of those two teams quite likes him. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see. The other ones that have been kind of big talkers, we mentioned Bill Belichick having the second interview. He he had now betting wise mate is quite heavily favoured for the Falcons job. Ben Johnson is very heavily favoured actually for the Commanders job, and then Bobby Slowick is very heavily favoured before this Aaron Glenn news for the Titans job. Um, any of those three kind of, like, if he gets announced, you'd feel like, yeah, that's the right man for the job. Uh, it probably feels like Ben Johnson is the obvious one because he seems like the bell of the ball, I guess, a little bit.
1: Yeah, and also he, he turned down Carolina last offseason, didn't he, when yeah. he had the chance to go and coach the number one draft pick, whichever, you know, what he could have influenced that. And this year he gets the number two. So it it kinda of makes sense, perhaps a little bit more talent to float throughout the offensive side of the ball for him there. You know, the defence is kind yeah. of up in the air nowadays. But it kinda of makes sense for him. He, I mean, how many jobs is there out there that unless you go in for like a, a Chargers job maybe, you know, it's just how many gr- Seahawks, how many great jobs are there out there? It, he gets a chance to go in, get whichever quarterback and then work with some
0: decent offence there. So that that probably would suit him. Yeah, you're right. Um, what I'm hearing as well, I actually agree with you. If you're him, the idea of Justin Herbert is probably what you would really want because I think you'd be a head coach for worst case two, three years like Staley. And if it goes wrong, it's probably your fault. So you probably deserve to get fired. If it doesn't go wrong, you're probably going to be a good team for quite a while. doesn't mean you're going to win a Super Bowl or whatever, but you'll be a good team. Um, but I'm getting the impression that the Chargers want a more CEO-type head coach. And I don't know if you've seen the list and what... Um, I think it was Todd Palmer, was it? One of them came out and said something um, about they want an experienced head coach because they've actually interviewed Leslie Fraser now as well. Um, we'll talk about him in a sec. Mike Vrabel is very high on their list as well. Jim Harbaugh. So it feels like he could be the, they would be the best fit for Ben Johnson, but maybe Ben Johnson is not their ideal. Maybe they've changed their mind. They don't want an offensive guy. The Chargers kind of want a CEO type. Do you think that's the the right way for them to go as a franchise? <laughs> I think so. I think the... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, someone that's never been a
1: head coach before. The Chargers are going to be looking at that roster, obviously with Justin Herbert and whatever else they've got. I'm thinking, we should not be winning five games. We should be playing this weekend, because that is our aspirations, isn't it, with a, with a Justin Herbert. So maybe they think that getting the CEO ready-made type comes in, changes that literally in one season, doesn't it? So rather than kind of like a rookie head coach who's feeling his way through the job.
0: Yeah. Completely agree. Completely agree. Um, yeah, going on to that man. So teams are interested in Mike Vrabel as as expected. Um, I believe the Commanders, Falcons, uh, Chargers, uh, and Panthers have shown interest in him. Obviously, teams are interested in teams are interested in Jim Harbaugh. Uh, I think again the Falcons have interviewed him. The Commanders are interested in him. Uh, I'm not sure if the Titans have had one, uh, but obviously the Raiders potentially, and then the Commanders as well. Um, any views on Vrabel and uh, Jim? I think it feels to me that they will both get a job. Uh, I'd be surprised now if they don't. The reason they don't is only because if Bill, Bill gets one of the jobs that, 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 they, that they like. But for me, I do think Vrabel and Jim Harbor will be NFL coaches next season for someone. I don't know which one of those three or four teams, but I think that they'll both get hired, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, it looks like Belichick's forcing kind of the issue and wants to be in there. As far as Jim Harbaugh goes, I think if he doesn't get the slot he likes obviously we don't actually know that because you know he is a very unique character by the way isn't he We we kind of know that and also you yeah. can guess that you can guess he may want justin in the charges but he may not you know so and and, the, and if he doesn't get the slot, what he wants i don't think he will just go anywhere i'd be very surprised if he went to the raiders to be honest with you he, he wants to come in and come in and win to be honest with you, and see so you can build something there. And the uh, Raiders at the minute, I know they went eight and nine. They probably won a couple too many games for them. But the, the, the roster's not loaded with talent, is it? And it looks like a eight and nine team at max. To be honest with you, sir, without probably a quarterback and whatnot. I, mean, I would be surprised if he took that job. Yeah. Uh, I think it's going to come down to whether he gets the slot he wants. And then he goes back to Michigan, signs his contract extension and we will play the same game next year because he will end up back in the NFL
0: because I think that's what he wants but uh, Vrabel yeah. I think, yeah Vrabel I think gets his job. So, Honestly well, if I'm the Carolina Panthers I don't know why I've, I don't know why they wouldn't have just offered him a massive contract already you know what I mean like that is a franchise that yeah maybe there's better OC type out there like Ben Johnson that could be the next big thing, but it's a risk. They're just a team for me that just needs some st- stability. And I think Mike Gray will be incredible at that. I think mean, you'd have to pay him a lot of money though to work for Carolina. But um, yeah, the, their owner's not, not scared of money. Um, we haven't mentioned this before. Commanders actually are the only team that have hired someone uh, in one of the two big roles in football. They have hired a, uh, a new GM. Uh, it's a guy out of San Francisco. He was basically the bell of the ball. He's the Ben Johnson, uh, which is why everyone thinks Ben Johnson is the coach hire. Uh, rumors on the street are they've offered him like a top three in the NFL level contract of GM for the commanders. Obviously, they've got a new ownership group, extremely rich, extremely into analytics. They've spent loads of money getting some NBA, NBA guys over to help do these interviews. Um, so it feels like, mate, new gm young helped make that 49ers roster paid him loads of money rumors are they're going to offer ben johnson uh loads of money or like i said jim harbour is the other one they're waiting to interview um it just feels like they are going for a i'm not saying it's a bad high like a splash in, in a bad way like maybe urban meyer but they are going for an aggressive approach at the gm head coach spot for the commanders so we'll see but i think it's the right way to go for a new ownership group to be honest
1: Yeah, I think so, um, because they've been kind of laying dormant for a few years, really, haven't they, Washington? And it's obviously it's an interesting division with four really kind of famous franchises. So they're not going to want to lie dormant and watch the Eagles and Cowboys, you know, dominate each year. You know, you've got the Giants on a downturn they we're thinking, you know, we can already be ahead of New York they've got the second pick in the draft they've got 36 and 40 in the draft as well you know they've got ammunition if they want to play around haven't they early in the draft so yeah yeah it'd be the interesting proposition there
0: yeah definitely and like in their eyes they'll be thinking maybe the Eagles and Cowboys are going to take a bit of a downturn yeah yeah for sure yeah so, I don't agree with that but if you're them you think hang on we get the right draft pick here we could have the best QB in the division but yeah um yeah, We'll see. Another bit of news, another Mike is staying, and that is Mike Tomlin, the good Mike on the pod. <laughs> uh, he's told his players that he's staying for another year. A lot of rumours that he might sign a one-year extension uh, and maybe just go year by year and see what quarterback and and kind of offence they can develop. He also announced that they are going to look at outside hires for offensive coordinator, which I think, if you're a Steelers fan, isn't a miracle. Um, but he also said that it'll be between Kenny Pickett and Mason Rudolph for the number one job next year. So, yeah, I'm not sure how much to take out of Mike Tomlin's press conference, but the fact he's staying is a is a massive bonus to the Steelers. We both we both love him on this pod. And then the only other thing I wanted to quickly mention, which I found hilarious, so I wanted to get your reaction to um, the Chicago Bears are interviewing Big Cliff Kingsbury for their offensive mm-hmm. coordinator role. Uh, is he gonna get the job, mate? Just because he is friends with Caleb Williams? <laughs> yeah, well.
1: It's very interesting, isn't it? Obviously, you know, you look back, great offensive mind in college didn't really happen for him that much in the NFL, did it? But uh, interesting hire. That feels like a bit of a boom and bust in Chicago. If he goes there, I can see definitely see. Um, I'm I'm, I'm, as the weeks kind of go on from the regular season, I'm kind of my pendulum is swinging more to they pick a quarterback at one at the moment. I don't know where your head's at, but um, yeah. Th- this same. would this would uh, say to me that it's they're definitely swinging more that way.
0: Yeah, no, yeah, I'm the same. They did interview Greg Roman as well, by the way, and I felt like that was just a uh, a bit of a kind of bit, put a bit of mist into the the number one pick decision because obviously he goes with running quarterbacks, which Justin Fields definitely is. So I do feel like they interviewed him as like a keep everyone guessing sort of thing. But uh, yeah, I'm with you and they pick caleb Williams at number one. And we'll see. I wouldn't I wouldn't take Cliff Kingsbury. <laughs> he can be my QB coach if he's good mates with Caleb. <laughs> he's not gonna be my offensive coordinator if I was them, but but we'll see. Um cool. That's it really for head coaches. There's a lot of rumors, a lot of the same names interviewing for the same jobs. Probably feel like Bill to the Falcons is the most likely. Like we said, Ben Johnson to the commanders is the most likely. The others are a little bit up in the air. Um Oh yeah, one thing I didn't get your view on publicly was uh, the Raiders job mate, Uh, obviously Antonio Pierce, uh, I kind of know what you think but the listeners might not read everything we say on Twitter so the rumours going around that Max Crosby said he would ask for a trade if uh, Antonio Pierce wasn't made head coach, Um, what were your thoughts on that story and obviously A, if they made him head coach and Crosby decided to do that, what do you think the franchise should do? No, thank you. I would trade him, to
1: be honest with you. I know he's a a great player. He was all pro this year, actually, wasn't he? But, uh, no, for Mm. me, that's absolutely uh, madness. You have to have more of a a brain power than just to think that, you know, you you can look back over the kind of recent 10-year history of um, interim coaches and then them getting the jobs and they not really succeeding. It was great for a time, and he's gone and got some head coaching interviews, hasn't he, Pierce? But, uh, Take your net out, and if he is the best hire out of the interviews, then that's the decision that you've come to. Don't just do it because the players really like him. Do you know what <laughs> I mean? Yeah. That just seems like playground stuff. I'd be shocked if Mark Davis just took that route, to be honest with you. But um,
0: yeah. Yeah, I agree. I completely agree. Uh, yeah, if he is the best person, then great. But yeah, if they hire him for any other reason than that, then. Again, I think, like, in a year's time, you might be in the same position, unfortunately. But we'll see. He did well, so we'll see. I think for a person like him, it would be whoever he hires at OCDC that would probably really determine how good he is. But, um, yeah, we'll see. Max Crosby there. Throwing a spanner in the works for Mark Davis, definitely. Um, cool. On to the games, then. Divisional weekend preview. We'll go in time order. Like I said, there's only one point separating it. I'm 147 <laughs> points. Patrick's 146. Um I will say already, though, that I have put two games down straight away out of the four, and then the other two I'm going to let us talk about and see what I think. So there's two that I think make it a little bit easier. But we'll go in time order, start at uh, 9.30 on Saturday night. Uh, a big game after basically two weeks off for the for the starters for for Baltimore. They wouldn't have played in three weeks. Uh, we have the Texans at the Ravens. The spread, let me check, It's still the same. Uh, the spread is Ravens minus nine and a half points, mate. So.
1: Oh my word, because obviously I have purposely this week avoided all everything. You know, sometimes it pops up on your Twitter, even though I don't really follow much betting stuff. So it's like this week I've really made an effort to not know anything at all. That, that ooh, that's
0: a big spread. That is that is a big spread. Um let's start with uh you know because of last weekend let's start with the um Texans offense versus ravens defense ravens defense basically uh top three in every single statistic i think on defensive dvoa they are the best team in the nfl um very good dc they've had quite a lot of injuries but they've had two weeks to get healthy so you feel like most of their stars that are not on ir will, will come back and play um cj Stroud played great mate against the browns another great defense but the difference is the browns are a great defense in terms of they have great players they play the Jim Schwartz scheme which is just kind of line up and go beat your man and and go play and be aggressive whereas the ravens they have a very complicated kind of i guess kansas city style defense where you don't know what they're going to throw at them do you think cj stroud will have much more of a tougher kind of tougher day than he did against the browns even though maybe there's an argument that the ravens players aren't better than the browns one by one yeah, I'd
1: be shocked, to be honest, if he kind of has the same stat line against this Mike McDonald defence. He's still still got a lot of talent going through it, by the way, even though Marlon Humphrey is out, isn't he, this week? But um, I just love the way that Kyle Hamilton has been playing, actually. I think uh, he had a bit of a strange rookie season, didn't he? But, uh, yeah, he's he's been awesome this season, to be honest, and just... Someone we've not spoke about a lot, um, I think we've mentioned his name at all on the pod, who's been absolutely incredible, is Justin uh, Madabuke. I mean, he's been amazing in the middle of the defence as well for, um, for the Ravens. I just think, overall, this is a great, great defence. I know they didn't have the kind of the, the full stat line of the Browns, but if you take away the Browns' kind of home games... And just looked at the road games, so were actually really, really average. And it was just the home game kind of that had brought the stats up to be like kind of like the number one defense. So I do think it's a great, great defense overall. And like I said, I would be shocked if CJ Stroud kind of had the the time that he did last week, and he was able to kind of step up. He felt like he was able to step up quite easily, actually. And I'd be really, really surprised if uh, if that happened this week.
0: Yeah, me too. I also think, going back to Matabouke, Pierce, um, even Clowney, I think, um, they're very good at stopping the run as well. So I do think it'll be harder for CJ Stroud, maybe force more incompletions, maybe they can turn him over. Um, I think he's going to get some big plays on I do have to admit. But what I think is I do think they're going to struggle to run the ball. They're not very good at anyway running the ball, but they actually did okay against the Browns last week at times when they needed to, especially in the first half. I do think they're going to struggle to run the ball, mate. So I do think it could turn into a bit of a drop-back game for CJ Stroud, which obviously is going to potentially mean big plays, but then also some negative plays. And I think that's what Baltimore might do. You I think they're going to be aggressive. They will give up a couple of big plays, but I think their idea will be to kind of cause disruption, turn the ball over, get a few big sacks, big three and outs, punt the ball away early in the first half. I think they'll play a much more aggressive style of defence, I think, than other teams have against Stroud. Yeah, I, I would
1: completely agree with you. I think they'll be kind of looking for I mean, they have the best turnover differential in the league through the regular season. I mean, tied um, amazingly enough with Giants, which is kind of unbelievable, isn't it? But um, <laughs> I'd expect them to be, like you said, to be aggressive and it's going to be an interesting test, I think, for, for, for uh, I feel like the Texans are kind of everyone's like darling now, aren't they, of the playoffs and and reaching this round is, I know they were the four seed won the division, but to win a playoff game, I just think overall, I think I said this on Monday, incredible season. I think that this is a step too far. I think that the Ravens are a really, really well-rounded team. We saw that in the last six weeks, that they were just incredible. I love the defense, and I love Roquan Smith. I think key has been, I he got... He got all pro, didn't he? And I just thought that was yeah, fully deserved. That was a great trade. The, at the time, last season, when that happened, it was like, mm, you know, that's a little bit up for, for kind of a linebacker. But, you know, that's worked out and has taken the defence to the next level. So, yeah. anyway, a tough day for CJ Stroud. He is going to have to make some some big, big plays, which is obviously he has been doing throughout the whole season, but now feels a necessity more yeah. than just kind of like a bonus when you hit big plays down the field. This is yeah. going to kind of be a necessity.
0: Yeah, I'm flipping it over to the other side. Obviously, Demar Jackson, hell of a season. Um, top eight DVOA and EPA generated inside the pocket. So he's throwing the ball well inside the pocket. Uh, obviously, still elite outside of the pocket, and that's probably still where his bread's butter to an extent, but he can do it in and out. Um, Texans are pretty good, mate, at stopping the run. I know they didn't do very well against Jonathan Taylor two weeks ago, but they've done well all season. Will Anderson has been a beast at stopping the run. Do you think that is their plan? Kind of stop the run, let's make him into a passer, and then they can kind of disrupt things via rushing him? Because I think the Ravens' offensive line on paper is okay, but they played great in the season. So I think their idea will be like, okay, let's test that offensive line and see if we can do it. Because... I think if the Baltimore can run the ball and they're getting big chunks in the past game, I think the game could be over quite early for the Texans. I think they'll want to stop one or the other. And I could see D'Amico saying, right, we've got Will Anderson uh, and a couple of big defensive nose tackles that can kind of stop the run. Let's make him into a one-dimensional game. That's where I think they're going to go. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I mean, that would kind of make sense, doesn't it? It's just kind of the mixed variation of the running attack is... When you add in Lamar, it depends how much they plan to use him as a as a schemed runner. Really, as like if if, you, if they're scheming him in as the runner, it becomes I think much more difficult to, to stop, doesn't it? And then and that's where they really can mix in the play action game. But you've got to go for something. I mean, I think Lamar's been excellent in the pocket this season, and now has learnt more to kind of step up and not take off. He's more kind of stepping up and finding his man down the field. And I think that makes him so, so much more dangerous, doesn't it? But listen, you go to stop the run. Do you want, if you're the Texans, to force Lamar into 40 dropbacks? Probably. Probably is that your best case scenario to win? Probably is, to be honest. Still don't think that that would give them a chance to win. I think that they could pick them apart but they're going to have to create turnovers, aren't they? I think that the Houston defense has been great at stopping the run. They've not created so many turnovers. Obviously they did last week against Flacco, but when they've played more elite teams this season, they haven't really got many takeaways at all. So that's something they've got to do as well this week. I think to win this game at this level, they're going to have to have that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. They're going to want to force some big negative plays from, from Baltimore. Um probably worth mentioning as well that Mark Andrews is practicing, which people thought he was kind of done for the season. And he was, but that was only regular season. He's back and he's practicing. I don't know if he's going to play this weekend. I assume he will. Um, but yeah, that's another weapon for, for Lamar to throw to um, in the middle of the field if they need to. But yeah, be interesting to see. Derek Stingley was really good last week. I'll be interested to see who they line him up against this week and kind of, yeah, can they stop the run? Can they QB spy Lamar, which they'll probably have to do and limit his big plays with his feet? Uh, and see what they can do in the air game. But, yeah, I actually do think both teams will score points. Uh, the total for this game is 43.5, and a half, and do think it'll probably go over that 43.5. I'm not sure if you think it'll be that high scoring or not.
1: Uh, 43.5, I would go over, actually. Uh, just thinking, I actually watched it this morning, actually, the last time that we really saw the Ravens play, because you don't count the last season, the regular season, do you? Because last week, the regular season against the Steelers, because they was just playing. All the reserves out there, but they hung 56 on Miami, and I watched their highlights this morning. I was like, "Wow, this is a good offense, mate." If they can mm. get this ticking, obviously, with that's three weeks ago now since they've kind of all gone, all they've been out there. So you get those ticking like that, and I, I think they they could blow Houston away and cover this spread because it's quite a big spread, isn't it? That and it scares me a little bit as to you. I know that you have been thinking about this throughout the week, and I've just had a snap decision to make now, so I'm not quite sure which way to go.
0: (laughs) Right, so that means I'm ready to make my pick then. So uh, I'm going to go with my boy CJ. Picked with him too many times this season to go against him now, so give me the Texans plus nine and a half, I think. I'm going to go with the underdogs to cover the spread.
1: Ah, You're going to have to give me the same. I think Baltimore could win this big. You know, I, I really do. I think this could be the end of the road. Um, I think this will be the end of the road for the Texans anyway, but I really like Baltimore. I Really, I shouldn't have watched those highlights this morning, to be honest with you. I was like, whoa, this is the best team in football. But uh, that was three weeks ago, so I'm I'm going to stick with my uh, brain and go... Um, I got the Texans on the spread. Do you think Baltimore can cover it though and win this game? I don't want a blowout, to be honest with you, because yeah, I want some good games this weekend. So, um, but yeah, I'll go Texans re- uh, begrudgingly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think you were going to go with uh, Big Lamar, to be honest. Um, yeah, yeah, we don't want any blowouts. Uh, it'd be interesting to see how they start the game because obviously when they were the one seed last time, they came out of the traps quite slow against the Titans and lost that game, didn't they? So oh, they were it was in reverse, wasn't it? They were came out yeah. of the traps. It was te- that was a terrible game. Yeah, and they followed the same pattern of resting people again in week eighteen, which they did, which they did before. So uh, we'll see how Jim, Jim, <laughs> we'll see how John Harbaugh's got them, uh, got them motivated. Maybe he gets Jim in for a speech, but yeah, <laughs> Jim's not going to be on the sideline. Um, Next game then, the late game on Saturday night. Probably the only game that I won't be watching live, unfortunately. Uh, Packers at the 49ers, Patrick's favourite NFL franchise. Um 49ers are favoured, mate, by 9.5 as well. Oh,
1: really? The one,
0: the one seeds are getting that nine and the, the 9.5. And, and here's my first question for you. So Ravens are favoured by 9.5, so are the 49ers. Are the Packers and the Texans the same level team? Or is this the uh, bookies saying that, OK, I think the Packers are weaker, but I also think the 49ers are weaker? W- why, why do you think the spread's exactly the same? so I did find that interesting that both one-seeds were the same.
1: Yeah, same. To be honest with you, I think it's just perhaps the level of quarterback play that we've seen and that gives... I was expecting the Packers one to be a little bit bigger, actually, to to be honest okay. with you. Um, so that's, that surprised me. But... Yeah, the level of quarterback play, perhaps. I do think the Ravens are stronger overall than the 49ers, slightly. I know they'd be, you can't just go off head-to-head head in, in in kind of games sometimes. But um, for me, it feels that way. But, yeah, in, interesting spreads there. I'm not sure who's more likely to win a game of football. This is the divisional
0: playoffs, <laughs> after all. But, um, yeah, interesting spread. Yeah, if I had to bet my life on one team to win, it would be actually the Ravens. If I had to bet one team to cover, ironically, it'd be the 49ers. I think they, they can just blow teams out of the water if they're very good in the red zone. Um, But I also think they're more likely to lose just because I trust Lamar Jackson 10 times more than I trust, trust Brock Purdy, which is probably a good place to start. Um, That offense, mate, loads of weapons. Offensive line has been way better than I thought, but it's still good unit, not a great unit. Brock Purdy dropping back there as the quarterback against the Packers defense that gets maligned most years, gets up and down in the season, not normally great at stopping the run. But then they come out last week. and I know it's against Pollard, but it's still a good offensive line. They stop the run really well. The corners play well, which I think, to be honest, their corners are good anyway. But the corners play well, kind of turn the ball over. Jai Alexander's going to try and play. Do you think the Packers have a chance of slowing down the 49ers offense, or is their only hope of winning just a crazy shootout? Because they did do a good job for a half of just completely stopping the Cowboys can they do that again for a quarter or two against the 49ers or is it kind of all nah we just need to score loads of points because our defence is going to get killed by the 49ers
1: no no I think you've got to look at it as in we can do the exact same thing that we did to Dak and the running backs as well last week where you kind of disrupting at the line of scrimmage aren't you and uh, they really did that and I think if you can kind of get uh, Purdy off scheme He's, he's saying that it's really difficult to cover the 49ers for a long period of time because there's a lot of talent and obviously we know that covering anyone for more than like five seconds of the NFL is next to impossible, isn't it? But I think that they can disrupt get Purdy kind of off rhythm and making bad throws and causing turnovers like they did last week. I do believe that they can do that. They can't do that for four quarters, I don't think, because I think the 49ers are too talented. But then you're hoping if you can kind of disrupt that, maybe get a couple of turnovers, that your offense will take advantage. And I think that's how the Packers are going to look at this, and it's the way that they can win this game. I do still give them, I give the Texans and Packers chances to win this game because I think the defenses can do enough. I don't think either defense is going to win you the game, but I think the defenses can do enough to allow your offense to to win you the game so i do think that they can disrupt the 49ers they're not going to do it for all four quarters and one thing i will say is if the 49ers come out and go bang bang 14-0 in the first quarter mate i'm telling you right now i'm turning that off because that's finished the 49ers are an incredible team playing from the front as well they they do keep the foot on the gas in and each and every drive getting all their stars involved so yeah it was a really really tall order for the Packers
0: yeah yeah they um I, yeah I agree with you to be honest I do think they can actually cause some big negative plays I don't think they can do what they did with the Cowboys where they stopped them in terms of like okay they got a first down they got a first down on third down on third down next third down we stop them I feel like this week is going to have to be very much like, yeah, we're giving up some big plays, but we're going to cause some big plays, some turnovers, a fumble, uh, a couple of kind of game-changing sacks on Purdy, a couple of big throwaways on third and 10. I don't think they're going to It'll look the same as the Cowboys because the Cowboys were still getting to like third and one, third and two, and then not converting a lot in the first half. I do think to beat the 49ers, you have to be more aggressive and get them in in third and long. Um, I think the secondary can do that i just got no kind of faith in the Packers stopping the run. So I think they'll need a couple of Forty ers errors, you know, like a holding call on first down, so then it's first and 20. And then you're making Purdy throw it three times, probably. Uh, I think that's the, the way they can cause negative plays. But yeah, you are right in terms of uh, flipping the ball over to the other side, obviously Packers offense. I think if you're them, you want to do the exact same thing you did last week, win the toss, get the ball and score straight away. And that sounds obvious, But a lot of teams defer the kickoff. But like you just said, mate, the 49ers, best team in the NFL leading from the front. The third best team leading from the front was the Cowboys. And they decided to take the... When they won the toss last week, took the ball, went down against the Cowboys, scored. I think they need to do the same for the 49ers. Uh, And I do think if they get the ball first, Jordan Love can go down and score, mate. That's how much faith I have in him if he played the same level as he played last week.
1: Yeah, I I completely agree with you. I think, uh, obviously, Love has played at such a high level. I mean, he was incredible last week. I just think that having a healthy Aaron Jones as your escape route on several times, and he's going to get a lot of pressure when you have an Aaron Jones there. Who he looks amazing, by the way, this last month since he's come back from injury. He looks so, so good. and um, I think having that there is so important for converting third and longs because I think you're going to be in that situation a number of times. One thing I love about... Oh, so what a what a pump! One thing I do love about Jordan Love is um, <laughs> his ability to stay calm under pressure of kind of like a third and a long down in the scoreline against a big team. You know, he doesn't get overawed by that, and he and he kind of will make accurate throws there. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it'd be really really if they go down and get the, like you said, get the ball score give them so, so much confidence against this team. You really need to be ahead or level pegging with the Niners. You, I don't think you're going to have any big comebacks against the 49ers in anything. To be honest, if you told me that they were 14-0 up at the end of the first quarter in the Super Bowl, I'd say to you, whoever they're it's probably over because they're just that good. There's so much talent, that that great of kind of scheme of playing from the front. So... Yeah, you, you really got to go out there and beat them at their own game. It's a tall task, but I think this could be a really fun game, actually.
0: I'd expect this to be high-scoring. Yeah, I hope this will be a fun game as well. Probably watch a Sunday morning, like I said. But, yeah, this is the biggest total of the week, 50.5. So Makes sense. Yeah, big, yeah, biggest total. I do think that makes sense, especially where it's being played as well in terms of the weather. I feel like it's going to gonna be a good one. But, yeah, hoping for a good game. Um, one thing to mention Uh, 49ers special teams in DVOA is a bottom five unit in terms of giving up big returns not being the greatest on field goals and extra points so could that be a way Green Bay take advantage we'll see Green Bay obviously got Rick Pisaccia as their special teams head uh, special teams coach did a very good job with Green Bay so we'll see if he can get them ticking over from a special teams point of view as well Um, let's pick the spread there mate it's your turn to go first where are you uh, where are I'm going to go 49ers and the points. I think uh, I think um, I'd love to see
1: Green Bay hang in there but like I said I just think the 49ers can score methodically and they can score quickly and I think they'll score a lot to be honest with you. For the 40, I think for the Packers to win this game they need to score a minimum of 30 and I, ju- I just I just don't see them uh, kind of keeping up with the 49ers offense to be honest with you. So yeah, great season from the Packers really brought it back but Give me give me the forty nines
0: and the points. There we go. First difference of the week. I'm going with the better quarterback. I'm going with Jordan Love. Yeah, baby. Plus nine and a half. Uh, I do think, unfortunately, I think the Texans can beat the Ravens and I wouldn't surprise me to see it. I think the Packers can win, but I'd be more surprised to see them win. Um, but nine and a half points wise, I just think it's too many points. So I'll have both underdogs. Um, yeah. And there we go, first difference. On to Sunday then, 8 o'clock. We have the Buccaneers at the Lions. Lions are favourite at home, mate, not by 9.5, but by 6.5. So under the touchdown, um, which I actually thought was going to be 7.5, to be honest. I was quite surprised that this was this was 6.5. Um, Lions coming off an incredible win in terms of like an emotional victory. Buccaneers dominated the game more than the Lions did in the one that they played. Um, so they'll be coming into it with a lot of confidence. Uh, you've already got um, CJ Gardner-Johnson, I don't know if you've seen this, but talking smack about Baker Mayfield, <laughs> Baker Mayfield responding, and Baker Mayfield's doing his best to get Liam Horsley sat at home, cheering on the Buccaneers, because I just think that CJ Gardner-Johnson's a bit of a knob, and uh, <laughs> Baker Mayfield, I thought, handled that quite well, but so yeah, spread six and a half, probably less than I thought, um, all I'll say is we In the last 50 years, we haven't had a single divisional round where at least one, if not... So normally it's two, but in the last 50 years, we haven't had a single weekend where all four favourites have won. Uh, And now we've got the Buccaneers going to the Lions. How do you think this game could be uh, won and lost?
1: the lions not particularly impressive last week um it feels so emotional to be honest I, I think I saw I can't remember if it was an NFL network this week it was so everyone was so emotional that they, they had this um Old geezer on, he'd been a Lions season ticket holder for 66 years and it showed you he was crying and his family was crying. Yeah, we only won one playoff game, mate. You know what I mean? This is meant to be like a Super Bowl roster and you perhaps should have lost that game last week. I feel like the emotion is so high in Detroit, more than it is in any other city right now, you know, when you kind of watch the coverage you see how the fans, the emotion is so high and at some point you you don't know whether the kind of air is going to get taken out, whether that's next week against San Francisco perhaps, I'm not sure but it's a big spread this for a team that wasn't overly impressive but I, I've been telling myself all what I said for the last month Philadelphia, terrible so the Buccaneers <laughs> are nowhere near that level of good i don't think yeah. and that was what would worry me in terms of covering the spread there because the buccaneers are definitely not blow out in the wild card good because the eagles are literally just so bad
0: <laughs> 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 i'm gonna say if you look at the wins of these teams this week the buccaneers one is the one that looks the most like you deserve it but it's a little bit like, is it more the other team, do you know what I mean, than it was you? Even the Cowboys was a bad loss, but you still look at that and you're like, wow, Jordan Love. Whereas it does look like the Bucks one. You're a little bit like, yeah, great performance. But yeah, the Eagles were a bit of a disaster in that game. I will say, though, that Mike Evans dropped three passes. If he catches two of those passes, they are scoring 45 points like the Packers did. And he's thrown for 350 yards because I thought Mike Evans had two bad drops in that game. How many times in his career has Mike Evans had two weeks in a row where he's had bad drops? Not many. I'd be a little bit worried if I was the Lions about him after watching Puken and Deku and Tutu Atwell go down the sideline on me. I'd be a little bit worried if I was them that, like, OK, it's 0-0 first quarter. All of a sudden we're 10-0 down because Mike Evans has caught a 60-yard touchdown and a 40-yard bomb to the end red zone for a field goal. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like he's got a big playability in him that we didn't see last week. Yeah, I think they're going to need
1: to make those plays down the field as well. One thing I actually forgot until early this week, another game I watched highlights of, is the game between the Bucks and the Lions in week six, I think it was. I ended up watching back, and Detroit really dominated that game. They did. Yeah, and Baker really, he he had quite a bad game, actually. They couldn't get anything going downfield. I think this game, they are going to have to take chances down the field because you know Detroit is going to kind of be full throttle and they'll be going for multiple fourth downs if they need to. So, you know, taking your shots down the field, Tampa Bay overall are probably a much less talented roster than Detroit. So you're going to have to take shots down the field. Baker will do that. And they do have the like you say, they've got Mike Evans and they've got, they've got got a little bit more out of Godwin if you can get that there. And then kind of your other guy, Trey Palmer, has been playing quite well recently. But you take your shots down the field and do that. I do think that they can kind of squeak out this game because, like I said, the emotion for me feels yeah. huge in Detroit. It just feels yeah. like setting yourself up for for kind of the air to be like out of the
0: tyres or whatever. But, um, yeah. Do you know what I think as, as well? Far? I think the amount they blitz Jalen Hurts, it wouldn't go as well, blitzing the I Actually, it might do. But what I was going to say was, if there was another QB left in the playoffs, <laughs> and I'm Todd Bowles sat at home, and I'm like, who do I want to blitz to death and hope for, to make mistakes? I would be like, no offense to him, because I like him. It would be Jared Goff. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. If I'm Todd Bowles, yeah. I'd be rubbing my hands together and go like, Eagles, they got one of the best left tackles in the NFL. They got the best centre in the NFL. They got the best right tackle in the NFL. And we still managed to blitz them to death with that QB. It is one QB that I think, yeah, maybe Hurts struggles mentally to pick it up. But physically, Jared Goff gets much more skittish than Jaden Hurts does in the pocket. So for me, if I'm Todd Bowles, I'm like, let's just roll out the same game plan and we'll just sell out to stop the run. Put six up front, stop the run. And then let's blitz them to death. So I feel like that could work. I would say that I'd be much more confident in the Lions running back room to kind of find some big holes and kill them on the ground a bit, which would be my worry. But I do think they could blitz uh, blitz Jared Goff. Bucks v. Lions, to me, in a playoff game with these two quarterbacks, seems like one of them is going to have some combination of two fumbles and interceptions. Yeah. And that quarterback is going to lose. And it could be either of them. Obviously, it's more likely to be Baker Mayfield, 100%, but it could definitely be Jared Goff. So I feel like this could be a bit of a... I think this could be a crazy game where we're seeing like a punt return, we're seeing a fumble, we're seeing fourth down stops, we're seeing everything. So uh, I'm hoping for a fun game at 8 o'clock on, uh, on Sunday. Um, it's my turn to put the spread. This is one of the two games I wrote down immediately when I saw the lines. Uh, and I do think the Bucks can win. I would love it if they won. Kind of. Although I don't really want the 49ers to get to the Super Bowl. So we'll see. But um, I have picked Lions minus six and a half. I think it's the right bet when the spread's under a touchdown, to be honest, mate.
1: Yeah, I'm going with you as well, to be honest. I think we're going to get Niners and uh, Lions NSC Championship game, which is a fairly, fairly good and acceptable game, isn't
0: it? Yeah, you don't sound convinced by that, but uh, as a point. I'm not
1: utterly convinced of the, the, the strength of the NFC at all, to be honest. Bucks and Lions in the divisional round is, is, is not thrilling me, but um, yeah, Lions, good season for them, and then I, I think they'll get to the NFC Championship game at least.
0: Yeah, then we'll be cheering for them, mate, to be the. Uh... To beat the 49ers and get to the Super Bowl. Um, but yeah, we'll see. I know the two teams that are desperate to get to the Super Bowl is our last game of the week. Uh, and it is, of course, the smallest spread. It is Chiefs at Bills, Patrick Mahomes' first road playoff game. Stop me if you've heard that for the hundredth time on every podcast you listen to this week. Uh, and the Bills are favoured, mate, by two and a half points. Yeah. Uh, first question, is that a fair spread? Pretty uh, pretty safe Spread, I would say. Do you uh, do you agree with the bookies on that one?
1: Sa- safe, safe and expected. Whether I agree with it, <coughs> given the state of Buffalo's roster at the moment, it probably not. But it felt like that. That was obvious thing. I, I also think the bookies probably would
0: uh, like the Bills to win. Do you not think as well? Yeah, I feel like when the Chiefs are not favourites, a lot of people are probably betting the Chiefs to win the game. Yeah. So I think financially. You're probably right actually I'd say more more people have probably got money on the over because I feel like casuals will just bet the over but yeah you're right I think they'll financially they'll be wanting the uh, the bills to win but yeah uh, Chiefs go on the road it's going to be very cold but it's going to be nowhere near as cold as last week for either of these two teams so hopefully we still we see a bit more of a a shootout type game um but yeah, we'll talk about the Chiefs' defence because they the Chiefs don't get involved in many shootouts with this defence, so we'll see what it looks like. But we'll go back to the main point, I guess, that you referred to, mate. Um, the Bills have got a lot of injuries. I sent you a screenshot earlier of all the injuries. Um, they've got their, like, three of their top... So their top three linebackers, none of them practised this week. One of them's on IR. They got They're down two of their top four corners. They won't play, definitely. They're down two safeties. One might play, one might not play. Uh, and they're down quite a lot of depth and then Stefan Diggs pops up on injury port a couple of days before a game with a knee uh, sorry with a foot injury and it also says rest but they put foot first which is a bit interesting um, could this be a step too far for the Bills because of uh, injury concerns like what do you think Obviously, the Chiefs offense gets a lot of stick and it's the defense of the Bills that is, is kind of mainly hurt do you think Even's the playing for that a bit, or are you kind of be like, oh wow, if I'm the Bills fans, I'm worried that Josh Allen's gonna have to score thirty to actually beat this Chiefs team.
1: no I said to you straight away tonight, you gotta strap yourself in because this is. It, Josh Allen will know that this is now my game, and I have to do absolutely everything I can because there's so many injuries on defense. I'm not saying it will kind of be easy for the Chiefs like it was against the. Miami defense last week I think the I think the bills will still be playing incredibly hard and much harder fly, trying to fly to the ball as you know, like miami's kind of embarrassing effort last week but uh, <laughs> I think it's a step too far with the injuries I, I really I think if both teams were kind of looking healthy, feels like this is obviously we you know that this has been a down year for the chiefs, especially on offense even though the defense has been incredible. I, I would have favoured Buffalo slightly mm. if the full rosters were kind of there. But with the rosters in this state, mate, I actually think that this makes this quite easy for, for picking the spread. And I think the defence of the Chiefs is so good. And when you down those weapons, and even if they play, not going to be fully healthy and it's all on Josh Allen. And we know the takeaways, the the giveaways, sorry, this season have been
0: just crazy. So, yeah, he hasn't had two games in a row in two years where he hasn't turned it over. And obviously, last week against the Steelers, he didn't turn it over at all. So it does feel like with the way that Spags plays defense, very aggressive. Obviously, those two corners, Trent McDuffie and uh, Legarius Sneed, who for me are like, they have been the best duo this year. Um, it feels like they could force a turnover. Do you know what I mean? And you've got the element that Josh Allen might just throw you one that you haven't even forced. It feels like that could happen this week. And then you kind of just need, if you're the chief you just need your quarterback to not give one away or your wide receivers to not give one away. Do you know what I mean? It feels like you could win the turnover battle with like, not minimal effort, but without having to blitz him a hundred times. Do you know what I mean? You could kind of just force it by playing your normal defence.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I completely agree with you. So, just, it's going to all be on Josh Allen. I think if they can kind of keep it low scoring game early mixing the jay obviously james cook has been i really really like what i've seen i think the last six weeks you can kind of get that going keep the game close the buffalo definitely can win this game but it's the defensive injuries that really really worry me i think if you can i think you can get four good Josh Allen, James Cook drives where Allen is kind of being Superman and you can get into the mid-20s with that points. but it's the defence with so many, so many injuries and I think that last week, like we saw, you know, with the three main weapons of Kelsey, Rice and Pacheco, I think then spreading the ball, getting a couple of big plays from the other guys, I think that's going to be enough, to be honest with you, against the defence where so many injuries. It, I feel bad, kind of, you know, because this is this is what they wanted, like the the home game in the playoffs against the Chiefs. But it's just <laughs> they don't feel like the roster is kind of set for that with the injuries. So I do feel I feel bad that kind of that, like, and also as a fan, you know, we're being robbed of. It is a great rivalry. Is it is it Chiefs Bengals? I don't think it has that spite.
0: Yeah, but, I don't. I think this is more one sided, isn't it? Where I think the Chiefs Bengals both hate each other. Yeah, I don't think the Chiefs are that bothered about the Bills. From they like they want to beat them, but I don't think they hate them. Whereas I think the Bills are just desperate, aren't they, to to win? Like you said, they've been dying for the home game of yeah. the Chiefs Bills. Um, look, if you told me now the Chiefs don't win the Super Bowl, which game do you want them to lose in? Which sounds like a weird question. It would be Ravens on the road uh, that I would pick if I had to pick. I do not want them to lose to the Bills. So even me, I guess I've got a bit of a rivalry in it in terms of just. Yeah, I think it's jo- that Josh Allen Mahomes thing is what you get tired of hearing about, you know. It feels like he's the one that people have tried to put over Mahomes and then he has like a- five interceptions five weeks in a row and everyone's a bit and like, You oh, yeah. better
1: get ready because if the Bills win this game, you're going to be hearing <laughs> that till September. That <laughs> yes. is an absolute guarantee. <laughs> yeah. Whatever channel you're on, Twitter, Facebook, ESPN, Fox Sports 1, well, whatever, mate, that is going to be coming if the Bills win this.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you you're right actually. You're right. Oh. Yeah. I was looking at the DVOA stats as well. Um what was I gonna s oh yeah, there we go. So they're the worst defense left in, uh they're the worst defence left in the the playoffs, by the way, uh, from a DVOA perspective, the Bills. And that's before the injuries, <laughs> which I find interesting. Um, do you think this could to be the first game, is kind of like our last main point? Do you think this could be the first game between these two where the run games decide it on both sides? Like, Mahomes is famous, isn't he, in the playoffs for those first down runs. Um, you've got James Cookie, like you said, is playing really well and it feels like the Chiefs are probably a worse stop in the run than the pass. Um and then you've got the fact that Josh Allen has been running for like a madman in the playoffs. Do you think this could be the first game where it's actually the run game is for everyone involved that kind of decides it, rather than the pass games?
1: Yeah, I think you you run game. I think Buffalo, for Buffalo to win, they've got to get the run game going. And I wouldn't say that about Kansas City as much. But if Buffalo can get the run game going, that they can win it. And obviously, Allen is a, a huge, huge part of that, isn't he?
0: Yeah 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 yes yeah. I feel like both these quarterbacks are gonna run for fifty plus yards. I just feel like that uh that's gonna be the way the way the game goes um but yeah, it should be fun. I'm hoping it's a I'm hoping it's a good game. Uh, obviously, I'm pretty happy for a Chiefs blowout, but um, I'd rather it be close than the blowout the other way. So uh, we shall see. This is uh, second lowest total of the week, by the way, forty-four and a half. I wouldn't know what to do with that really, because the Jerry Sneed and Chris Jones are playing like madmen on Chiefs defense, and the Bills off uh, the Chiefs offense obviously sometimes sells for so many field goals that. I feel like betting a total in a Chiefs game is a bit difficult at the moment, so I wouldn't actually know where to go. I would, if I was advising people, I'd stay away from that total, mate. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I, I would say so. I think this—I I don't see this being a um, thirty-one twenty-eight game. To be honest with you, I think the points, points total is going to be much less. So yeah,
0: yeah. We'll see. Last game of the week. It'll be fun. Are you staying up?
1: It's only eleven thirty. Are you going to stay up? I know. Uh, I will be watching this live until um not watching it live and my eyes are short to be honest so that's the way it's gonna go yeah Uh, i'm definitely watching it so and as far as our picks go i'm ready as soon as you said the spread i'm gonna go the chiefs i'm gonna go the chiefs I, i think the bills have got too many injuries
0: Yeah, I've obviously gone the Chiefs as well. I did actually pick the Bills to beat the Chiefs last time, but I agree. They've lost two linebackers, another corner, another safety since then. Um, And the Chiefs' offense has got better because they're only throwing to (laughs) certain players. So uh, we'll see. I do think the Chiefs need one big down-the-field play to win this game, though. Not loads. They need that one, the one that McCall Hardman just dropped the last week, the one that MVS dropped the last time these two teams played. So I think they need one of those big plays down the field. So we'll see. Um, cool. That's it. Only one uh difference. So we could be going into the championship round all tied up if you get this. So the only difference of the week is I've gone for Jordan Love and the Packers plus nine and a half. Patrick's gone for 49ers and Brock Purdy minus nine and a half. Um and we'll see. But yeah, four really good games. Hope everyone listening enjoys watching them. We should be in for for, for a good weekend. Uh we'll be back next week to break it down, and talk about how these four games went and potentially break down some coaching hires if, if, if they happen go follow us at, at go for two pod on twitter go follow patrick at, at mugs nfl uh enjoy the weekend and we will speak to you all soon yeah I'll speak to you soon everyone